morning. Hebrews 13, 15 reminds us, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. That's our desire today, to give him our praise through the fruit of our lips as we lift up our voices in song together. Join us as we open our service today singing, We Bring the Sacrifice of Praise. Sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. And we Sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. And we offer up to sacrifices of thanksgiving and praise. And as long as you give me breath, Lord, I will worship you in praise and thanksgiving. Now there's nothing, there's nothing that's of greater value, of greater worth, more worthwhile to do with our time than to spend it. All of our days, all of our efforts, all of our time worshiping the one who's worthy of our worship. Amen. And let this be our prayer. Lord, may everything that is done and said in our lives bring you glory and honor. And at the end of the day, when we look back, this next song says, Let my story be told in this heart-spoken phrase. I will worship you, Lord, all my days. Sing with us.
Spend our days in worship of the one who is worthy all my days. And when our days here have ended and we reach the shores of heaven, our worship doesn't end. Amen. And we'll be given to him face to face. Our dear sister, as Dean mentioned, Grandma Nord, she was a grandma to all of us, reached those shores two weeks ago. And what a celebration it must have been. And I can, I can see her. I, I can see her busting through those pearly gates, 
No more pain, no more, no more worries, no more aches, no more cares. Saying, I'm home. Let's get this party started. And what a day it will be when we join her for the most glorious reunion of all time. And John paints such a vivid picture in Revelations 22.1 when he, when he says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And we're going we're gonna to gather together at that river someday soon right there with Grandma Nord and all the saints who have gone before. And we will celebrate and we will sing and we will worship. And let's close our singing this morning in celebration, in joy, as we look forward to that glorious day. Shall we gather at the river? And when we sing this song, we got to sing it joyfully. Sing it out. Shall we gather at the river where bright angel feet have trod with its crystal tide forever? Flowing by the throne of God. Yes, we'll gather. Yes, we'll gather at the river. The beautiful, the beautiful river. Gather with the saints at the river that flows by the throne of God. Ere we 
I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the river. I'm ready to gather by the river. If, it ends, if, if we can gather by the river before the end of the message, it'll be fine with me. If we can gather before the message, it'll be fine with me. Because we'll be much better off, believe me, much better off gathering there before the throne. Yeah, Barbara's there, all right, and Randy's right about that. She's bringing a little joy to heaven. Not that there's not joy in heaven, but she's bringing her own brand of joy. And don't forget the poems. She's bringing the poems with her, too. So thank God for that. We're looking forward to celebrating that memorial service this afternoon. Beautiful songs by the worship team. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Father, we're so thankful that we can come here in your presence this morning to hear your word. We pray that the words will be your words, Lord, and that you will hide me behind the cross, that you'll lead by the Holy Spirit. We pray that everyone will leave with a message in their hearts that they need to hear today. Because only you know, Lord, what each one of us needs to hear. You orchestrated this message before the foundations of the world, Lord. You knew it. You knew what would happen on this Sunday. So we pray for eternal work to be done in hearts today. All of us, Lord, those who are unsaved to come to Christ and those who are saved to be drawn closer, encouraged, challenged, uplifted. And we just ask your blessing now in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Adel asked me to give a short message this morning, so I guarantee you it will be a short message. And so as we were practicing the worship team this week, Randy was saying to me, he says, Dean, do you have any songs that may be going with the message? Because he knew I was going to be speaking today. And I said, well, the Lord hasn't led yet, but he's going to. So we're singing that song the other day. And it's all of my days, all of my days. And I'm thinking about it. And it came to a line in the song that says, each day is a gift from your hand. Amen. You're the author of all that I am. Amen. And that stopped me right there. I said, that's, that's the message, Lord, that you laid on my heart. Every day we live is a gift. We don't deserve that gift, do we? We don't. And some of us who've had health issues, and I remember Bill said it years ago, he used to put it this way, I'm living on borrowed time. We're all living on borrowed time. We don't know when the, the time will be up for each one of us, whether we're young or older. Only God knows that time. But he's given us today. He's given us today as a gift that he wants us to use that gift for his glory. So many times in life, if you're like me, though, and it's easy to do, and it's bad to do it, is we take things for granted. We take things for granted. We take life for granted. We take the Lord for granted, which is even worse. The Lord wants us to open up our eyes every day and see it as a gift that he's given us. To have breath that we can breathe, that's a gift. To be able to see, that's a gift. To be able to get out of your bed and walk, that's a gift. And our dear sister Barbara, she was confined to her bed for like several years now that she couldn't get out of that bed. She's out of her bed now. Amen. Remember that man that the Lord says, take up your bed and walk? Amen. She's walking now. She's walking and leaping and praising God now because she's in the glory of heaven. Amen. But the Lord has given us each day as a gift, a precious gift. And we should fall on our knees and thank him every single day that we're alive, that he's given us eternal salvation. 
eternal life. He's forgiven us of our sin. And he's promised us that glorious place in heaven that we're going to be with him forever and ever. And if you can calculate that, let me know, because the greatest mathematicians in this world, the greatest calculators, computers, everything we have, we can't calculate the number of days that we're going to spend in eternity. We run out of numbers. We run out of zeros that you can put. Because praise be to God, God's in control. And the title of our message today is simply, Each Day is a Gift from the Lord. Each Day is a Gift from the Lord. If you look in your Bibles, and you'll see it up on the screen, James chapter 1 and verse 17 is one of my favorite verses in the New Testament, and it mentions the word gift twice. And here James, in writing to the believers scattered all over, they're Christians in those days, he said, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Have you ever thought, how do you define a good day? A good day is when I'm successful. A good day is when everything goes right. A good day is when I get promoted and things are just, everything's great, right? Is that a good day? That's not the definition of a good day. The good day is that when we go and we face life, and we face whatever comes, we face it with the Lord. That's a good day, that he's with us, and whatever he allows that day is going to be for our good, and he's going to work it out. It's amazing. It never ceases to amaze me. Breaking of bread, Jim gets up and shares, and I said, wow, Lord, this is, it confirms it. It confirms it, because the Lord is so good in what he gives to us. Someone said the definition of a gift is something given to show friendship, affection, support, etc. And you know, the Lord Jesus is the greatest giver of gifts. He really is. He gives us the greatest gifts. And can you imagine how beautiful it is to think of life as a gift? It's a gift. So I have an object lesson, and I know object lesson, Mike loves this, visuals, right? Every day is a gift. Every day is a gift. And when we get that gift from the Lord and we see it that way, we don't get discouraged. We don't get down because we see it is from his hand. Every day is a gift from your hand. You're the author of all that I am. So when we open that gift and open it up, there may be some trials in that, in that day. There may be some sorrows in that day. There may be some difficulties in that day. There may be some joys and victories and encouragements in that day, but it's all in that day. And that day has a unique DNA of its own because every day is different. They're not all the same. You can't get today back. When you go into tomorrow, you can't get today back again. That was the gift you had today. If you lost out on an opportunity that day, you can't get it back. You can only hope to redeem another opportunity that he may give you tomorrow. But we're not guaranteed of tomorrow, are we? But thanks be to God, he's given us each day as a gift. We're going to look at three things very briefly. Number one, each day is a gift. Let's appreciate it. Number two, each day is a gift. Let's use every moment to serve the Lord. And number three, every day is a gift. Let's give him all the glory and trust him for all that is to come. You know, when the Lord gave me this job in San Francisco, 
My hours were 8 to 5. And Sylvia mentioned, do you think, Dean, they can let you go a little early so you can get to choir? And I said, well, I'm going to try. I'm really going to try. And I would try, and I would mention it to the manager. They say, Dean, we need you 8 to 5. I said, okay, Lord, you have a plan. You have a plan. So I had to wait, and I had to wait many days until finally they needed somebody for the 6 o'clock shift. Now, that doesn't sound too bad, right? Starting at 6, but where do I start at 6 in San Francisco? That meant I had to get up at 3.30 every day. I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me do it. I have a hard enough time getting up at the time I'm getting up now. And I get very sleepy by the time the end of the day. I'm very sleepy, Lord. You have to give me grace. And I can honestly say every day since that moment that I put him first and said, I want that 6 o'clock shift so I can be at choir, and I can be on time to choir. Ever since then, he's given me the ability to just get up and go at that time. I'm not saying it's easy, but he gives me the grace to make it seem easier, and that's of the Lord, and it is a gift, and every day is a gift, and that's why the psalmist who wrote in Psalm 118 in verse 24 said, this is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Every day is a gift, and it's like no other day. Bill loves the 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, and I love it too. And one of the verses there talks about Thanksgiving, and it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So praise be to God that he gives us one day at a time a blessing. Every day is a gift. Just think, we sang it in that song too, every breath that I take. How many times do we breathe every day? You don't even think about it, right? You don't even think about it until you have a breathing problem. Then you think about it, right? Your heart beats so many times a day, you don't even think about it until you have a heart problem, a heart issue. Then you think about it. And the Lord wants us to think about it and think about how he's blessed us with every day he's given us all these tremendous things. It's so incredible. It was also mentioned in the, mor in the morning meeting at the breaking of bread. He gives us the ability to remember things. And we're going to have a lot of memories of Barbara today. I guarantee it because we remember. We remember them. And he's given us the ability to see and hear it, as I mentioned, and to learn and to grow and to study it's a blessing. Everything he's given us. The problem with our human nature is, though, we are fine with taking that gift. But what do we do? We take the gift, we forget the giver. We take the gift and we take it for granted. And we take the gift and pretty soon we complain. We complain. I don't like what I got in the gift today, Lord. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. This isn't what I was praying for. This is not what I asked for. This is not what I signed up for. But the Lord says, this is my gift to you today. Will you accept it? Will you use it? Will you go out and be a blessing with it? Or are you going to be like that person in the Gospels that took his talent and buried it in the ground? We don't want to do that. We want to take it and we want to use it every day for his glory. Yes, we thank the Lord. You know, the Israelites, that's what happened to them. They were so thankful when they went into that promised land. Joshua led them in. But pretty soon, they got kind of comfortable in there. And pretty soon, the 
false religions and idolatry of the people they were living around started to infiltrate them and they started to worship idols. And the Lord had it so much up to here with them. Finally, he brings them into a captivity in Babylon. Seventy years of captivity. But then he promised to bring them back to the land and he did that also. But may the Lord help us to not be like them. Because we all can do that. We can fall into that trap of taking things for granted, of complaining. You know, that manna must have been the best thing to eat in the whole world, nutritionally, taste-wise, everything. And yet they said, all we have to eat is this manna, this manna. Well, God said, that manna is the best food. One day, I think when we get to heaven, we're going to see the manna. And the Lord's going to say, see, this is what the manna looked like. Taste the manna. And we're going to say, wow, why did these Israelites want to complain? But sometimes we get too much of a good thing, right? God blesses us so much that we take it for granted. But may the Lord help us to remember each day is a gift. Let's appreciate it. Let's thank the Lord for it. Let's accept whatever we open for that day. And he will do great things with it. Secondly, every day is a gift. Let's use every moment to serve the Lord. One of the most Beautiful and powerful verses in the Old Testament about this subject is in Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 1, where here the, the writer of Proverbs, Solomon, says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Isn't that so true? We've got plans. We've got things to do. Maybe Dave's going to be in court. Maybe Karen's got some special meetings that she's going to plan and prepare for the executives. Maybe, who else, let's say, uh, Ray, he's got special things he's got to do. He's got special places, special deliveries to handle, all that kind of thing. But only the Lord's really in control, right? He's in control. And he knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So we can never boast about tomorrow because we don't know what a day may bring forth. But we can know one thing. If God brings forth that day, it's going to be the best day for us. It's going to be the best. One day at a time. I remember Sylvia sang that song. I wish you could have sang I was going to ask you, actually, if we didn't have the worship team planned today, I was going to ask her to sing that song one day at a time. And it would have been a great song for her to sing. She sings it so well. And I remember years ago, you're singing that song. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking from you. Just one day, one day at a time. And if we live our lives that way, we take away all the frustration, all the disappointment, all the struggles if we just realize God gives us enough grace for that gift. Like we said, he gives us the gift and he gives us enough grace in there for that day. But when he gives us a new day, he'll give us new grace for that day. So praise be to God for that. Yes, he's the giver. He's the giver and he gives the day as a gift. Yes, if we wait for our circumstances to get better in life, we're never going to serve the Lord. We have to say, Lord, I'm going to serve you even though I don't feel good, even though things are not going well, even though things are not what I originally planned, I'm going to serve you anyway. And we have some tremendous examples of saints in our church that don't feel good but come to every meeting of the church. And I think of our dear sister Sherry. She is a trooper. She is faithful. You would never know she's in almost quite constant pain. We think of our sister Jessica. We think of others that have chronic things that don't go away. But God gives his grace and he gives his mercy every day, one day at a time.
In 1 Peter 4.10, the Lord tells us what we should do with every gift that he gives us, every day that he gives us. It says in 1 Peter 4.10, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. When you think about that, when you get a gift, isn't it more special when you can take that gift and use it to bless somebody else? So you don't just keep it for yourself. You give it away. You share it with others. That makes a gift even more special because it then ministers to other people. And that's what happened in the New Testament. God gives us spiritual gifts to then use to, to serve him and help others. The first deacons in the church in the book of Acts were like six, six men. And one of them was Stephen. And what they used to do is they used to serve tables to the widows. And they had the Hellenistic Jews and they had the other Jews there, and they were serving them. And I'd say that's a pretty humble job, right? Serving the tables, serving the widows. But I thought I was going to preach. I thought I was going to serve. I thought I was going to do something out there, you know, up in the... No, you're going to serve tables. But guess what? They not only served tables, but they did preach the word. And we have great examples of that, especially with Stephen and, and how he, he preached the word. And Philip also, they became great preachers, but they started off waiting on tables. They weren't above it. They didn't feel they were too good, too spiritual to wait on tables, and God blessed them. And ever since, the, the deacons have been the ones who served in the physical matters of the church. And it's really a blessing, indeed. So when God gives us a gift, we should use it. Paul said in Galatians 6.10, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good, to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. God gives us an opportunity today to serve him. And I always think, sometimes I never thought I could serve the Lord that way, right? He gives us something to do. I never thought I, I could do that. I never thought that would be my ministry. I never thought God would, would use me that way. But when we come to him and we're willing and say, I'll do whatever, Lord, he gives us some things that we never thought we would be doing. And we say, Lord, let me present it to you as a gift. I'm going to serve you with this day as a gift. And the third and final thing before we conclude is each day as a gift, let's give him all the glory and trust in him for the things that are to come. We have to never fail to recognize that everything that we have is from the Lord. It's a gift, and he's given it to us. And you say, well, well I got the job, right? But the Lord gave you the wisdom to get the job, the training to get the job, gave you the background to get the job, everything. Well, yeah, but I won the, I won the track meet, right? I, I won the gold medal. I, I came in first place. The Lord gave you the strength to run in the race, to do all the training, and then to come in first place. You know, I, I, I love the Warriors, and they're in the playoffs right now, and I know Mike loves basketball, and he loves the Warriors, and you know I like to use sports analogies. But there's a young man on the Warriors team who is a Christian, and he's the best player on the team, and his name is Steph Curry. Stands for Stephen Curry. And his father is Dale Curry, who's a former professional basketball player, who's a great player in his day. He also has a younger brother, Seth Curry, who went to Duke, and he plays basketball. But this young man, Steph Curry, won the MVP this year. And when he got up to speak, he said that he gave all the glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. He wrote on his sneakers, I can do all things. And it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I love this young man. 
And the only thing they could negatively come up with, and it's so funny, is that he brought his little two-year-old daughter to the press conference. Oh, this is terrible. He shouldn't bring his daughter to the press conference. She got into things and she did all of that. If that's the only thing that they're going to find on Steph Curry, praise God because he's got a good life. He's a testimony. He's a testimony to his teammates, to the fans, to the, to the players that he plays against. Nobody doesn't like this young, this young man. He's an excellent young man. And he's a great basketball player. And he uses the skills and talents God has given him. And that's the way he wants us to be, too. We may not be Steph Curry. We may not be a, a great player like that. But we can do whatever God gives us to do. And we can be the best student, the best worker, the best business person, the best teacher, whatever job we have, because we do it from the heart for his glory. Amen. And when we do that, we will give him all the glory and praise. You know, I thought of that story about Pinocchio. How many remember the story of Pinocchio? Okay. Well, it seems that Pinocchio was kind of romanticized a little bit by Walt Disney because he felt the original character of Pinocchio was a little little rough he, because Pinocchio had a kind of tough, tough life, tough situation there. But when you go back to the original writer of the story, Giuseppe was the, was the, was the woodcarver, and he was the one who created this whole uh, puppet, which was Pinocchio. And Pinocchio was this cute puppet who had, he had the strings, remember the strings? And the, the woodcarver would control the puppet with the strings. And yet, somehow, Pinocchio wasn't happy with that. I don't know why, because he had a great man who was controlling him, and he had the best life as this, as this puppet. He says, oh, I wish I could be a boy. I wish I could be a real boy, and I could do this, and I could do that, and I could do the other thing. Well, he got his wish, and he did this. And he did that, and he did the other thing, but unfortunately the cat uh, got him, right? As the end of the story is so sad that that's why Walt Disney, he kind of turned it around and made it a little bit into a little bit nicer character. But have you ever thought that God is pulling the strings of your life? He's allowing the circumstances to happen in your life? And you're saying, Lord, I don't want to be on the strings. I want to be free. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want this job. I want this car. I want this house. I don't want to be under that control. I don't want you to control me, Lord. We need his control. We are happiest when we are the servants of Christ and we're doing his will. We're happiest that we can see every day as a gift from his hand. And we are bound and determined to, to succeed with the Lord. But when we do it our way, and we're like Pinocchio, we go off and we fall and we fail and we get into trouble and all kinds of problems happen because we're not thankful that God is pulling the strings. We want to pull the string. We want to be off on our own, controlling the shots. God needs to call the shots because he knows what's best for us. You know, when we go through stress, and we go through anxiety, and we go through all these things that happen to us, it agitates us inside. And I don't know about you, but it just, it just churns on the inside when we start worrying. And that's why the Bible says it's a sin to worry. It really is. He doesn't want us to worry. He wants us to just say, Lord, you control the strings. You control my life. You take over. And when we do that, we see life as a gift. 
We don't see it as a, as a difficult, hard thing. It's God has the best for us, and that's what he does. And so every day is a gift. And I thought of this. The Lord has given us today as a gift. He may give us tomorrow as a gift, but he could take it away anytime he so desires. And that's, that's humbling to me. That means I should be thankful for every day, I should serve him every day, and I should give him all the glory every day because I may not have another day. Some people live short lives, very short lives, and we say that person died young, very young. Or another person, they lived a long life and they died at an older age. We would like to say, well, Lord, I'd like to live to be this age. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. But we should always say, Lord, I'm happy with where I am. And where however long you have me live in this world, it's a gift. And help me to use it for your glory. So let's remember in this short message today that every day is a gift from the Lord. It's not just a gift, but it's a gift from the Lord. It's given by the Lord in heaven. It's coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. And we have opportunities to serve the Lord and we should use it. Every day is a gift. We can't get it back once we've used it. And we need to use it for His glory. And we need to give Him all the glory and realize that everything that happens to us is because of Him. And we're thankful. The scripture uses an analogy that is very amazing. It says, your life is like a vapor. It appears for a little while and then vanishes away. It's like a vapor. When you see a vapor, it's there for such a short time and then gone, quick. You go out in the morning and you see your breath in the cold air and it's gone. Our lives are like that. We live such short lives compared to eternity. Even if we live to be 100 or 120 like Moses did, whatever it is, it's still very short when you compare it to eternity. That's why we have to take life as precious. It is a precious gift and, and, and not take it for granted. But allow the Lord to have his way in our lives. Yes, each day is a gift from the Lord. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Father, we thank you and praise you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the encouragement you've given us. Help us, Lord, to believe that each day is a gift. Each day is given by you. You've planned it out ahead for us. You know what's going to happen. You're with us through it. And we're so thankful, Lord. Help us not to take anything for granted, especially you, Lord. And help us not to, to complain. Help us not to murmur. Help us not to think we know better than you do. But thank you, Lord that you are calling the shots, you are, you are holding the strings, and help us to be content with that. And when we do that, we will have a, such a joyfully incredible life. And we just thank you and praise you now for all that you've done in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We're dismissed. We'll be back right 2 o'clock. Come a little early, and we'll start Barbara Mard's service at 2 o'clock.